In today's episode of Work at Life, we are talking about leading fearlessly and confidently without needing to constantly prove yourself. I think we can all relate to that. Join us and our special guest and architect of leaders, Mihaela Bersiu. Welcome to Work at Life. This is a show for everyone who believes that work should be just as fulfilling as life outside of work, and that the way to get there is through building more human workplaces. I'm Maddie Grant, a culture designer and co-founder of a culture consulting firm called Propel, and I'm your co-host alongside my fabulous friend, Sonia Lucina, an organizational psychologist heading up the workforce division at Question Pro. Hi, welcome, Mihaela. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about your background and who you are. Hi. Um, so my name is Mihaela Brasil. Uh, I'm an architect of leaders, and I work with C-level executives, um, senior executives, and business owners. And I help them um, lead with ease and also get to the point where they actually enjoy uh, leading others. Uh, because it might seem that uh, for leaders is a, is a you know easy, easy thing and a pleasurable thing to be in that position uh, you know, of leadership. But um, maybe to, to um, a lot of people's surprise, um, it's not really that enjoyable. So my work with them is to get them to the point where um, it feels more pleasurable to, to lead. I love that. And I'm sure, yes, leadership is something that seems easy and natural, you know, from the outside, but it takes a huge amount of work to um, become a better leader, as we know on this it podcast. It does. <laughs> So, it does, um, it does. It's, yeah, leadership, lead, when people get in the, in the uh, role, um, in the leading role, uh, leadership is expected by default. Um, and it's, it's hardly ever the case. That's true. So Sonia, you want to um, kick off with our data point as always, and then we'll dig into the conversation. I'm excited. Yes, yes, I will. And this topic I'm particularly passionate about because I, I think back to the conversations that I've had with people, especially when it comes to like very technical roles um, where people are promoted. And especially now, I feel like before we always expected people to lead effectively and set team goals and measure those goals and develop others. But now in some ways, I feel like we expect them to even be superhuman and be very empathetic and be compassionate and vulnerable and relatable. And it's these kinds of things that we're maybe not always innate to people and not always taught. So I feel like there's always been this phenomenal opportunity to develop leaders, but now probably even more so. And I remember for me, slightly different. It wasn't necessarily a leadership moment, but when I was younger and I was finishing my PhD, I was very studious and I was very um, focused on the quality of my work and the quality of my research. And then I realized when I started to go into the working world at present, that in some ways I was expected to be an entertainer as well, that I was expected to be charismatic and warm and relatable. And I thought, well, what do you mean? But like, I do numbers really well. I can't do these other things. And I think that was my some of my first steps into leadership. But I remember that internal battle of, wow, I never knew that this was going to be an expectation for me to mm. be successful. Um, okay, bring it up, but how do I do it? So it's very fortunate that there are people like you in the roles that help 
help leaders really go in and, and feel more comfortable. Um, mm. Now, with that, with our data point, um, as Maddie had mentioned, really the, the topic of our conversation is how can you really lead fearlessly and confidently without constantly needing to prove yourself? And so to frame our conversation, we went out and asked 300 workers in the U.S., you know, how often do you feel like you need to prove yourself at work? Like, what is this? What does this actually look like? And so 22 percent of people said that they always or almost always feel like they need to prove themselves at work. Um, and 24% said often. So between that, it's almost half of the people that are, you know, with relatively high frequency feeling like they have to prove themselves. Um, then the next one dropped down to 22% of people who said sometimes. And then rarely we had 13 and never or almost never 19% of people. And so one of the things pre-recording pre this session that we had started to talk about was it's not very often in research that we find like a relatively even distribution in a question. Usually when it's, you know, a frequency kind of question, people tend to sway to one side or the other. Um, so Mihela, what do you think about the data? Was it, was it surprising to you that was so almost evenly distributed or is that what you find often in your practice? Um, I think it is a bit surprising. Uh, but at the same time, if, uh, always and almost always and sometimes um can easily be you know because it, it, it i what i find is there are good days and then bad days so if if you ask someone in a good day they'll say ah sometimes but if you catch someone you know in a challenging day they'll say always and uh you know this being two answers to the same to the same question depending on the the time um you you um, ask ask the question. So, to me, sometimes and almost always is you know kind of very close together. I it's would fluid. Easily, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would easily put those two uh, yeah. together. Um, what surprise? What what's surprising in 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 um, your survey? I think is the almost never nineteen uh, yeah. percent. Mm -hmm. I think that's surprising. Um, and do do we know uh, do we know anything about um, age or or any? It was a of... random. Well, that's a great question. Actually, that was the question I wanted to ask you. So, in our sample, it was just a random sample of U.S. workers. So, mm. uh, presumably, okay. it's a mix of ages, a mix of genders, a mix of races. There was no targeting towards a specific group. But that's actually okay. what I was wondering. Like in your work. Um, do you tend to see some systematic differences maybe in some of those typical demographics? <laughs> um, well, yes. And, and mostly I think, uh, you know, the, the generation that we, we now call millennials, um, they and, and um, you know, the even younger uh, generations, they, they tend to, to have a very different attitude uh, towards uh, work and towards others. And they've been brought up with the idea, you do the best you can. And mm -hmm that's it, you know, uh, and, and, and that's what's being appreciated. So mm -hmm. with that, uh, with that idea in mind, I think they feel uh, they don't have to prove themselves, all they have to do is 
uh, do their best. Whereas, uh, whereas with um, you know older generations, we grew up in in a different system where the pressure to prove yourself, the pressure to do really well, you know, it's it 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 was it was very very on. If you if you think about it, in you know when uh, I when I grew up. Um, in 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 school, uh, we only had uh, three: the first, the first, the second, and the third prizes. There was, you know, and and I think we had a mention or something like that. Um, <laughs> whereas nowadays, uh, and, and it's been like that for a while, everybody receives some kind of star, some kind of prize, some some kind of uh, thing, or. Um, you know, if if even if the grades are not too good, uh, even the marks now. You know, again, when I grew up, the mark was exactly what you did on paper, and and mm-hmm. that was it, or, or what you were able to, how you were able to answer questions. Whereas today, um, the the mark is a mix between the knowledge and the effort. So, uh, so so this uh, this this new generations, they don't feel that pressure because even yeah. if the answers weren't that good if the effort you know was there then their grade was uh, was already already better so uh so the society moved uh, into a space where i think there's a less pressure to prove mm-hmm. yourself and more uh, um, more expectancy to uh, show up and do your best yeah. So it might be that that's where, um, you know, uh, th- that could be an answer for that 19%. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think um, a question just came to mind? Because I'm trying, <laughs> I always, I relate things to myself and my experiences and, and the work that I've done. And I'm curious, have you seen um, the difference? And in, in part of it, like, I feel like when it's proving yourself, it's almost working extra hard to be- make somebody believe that you're worthy of something um, versus visibility to say, I'm not necessarily pr- like, do I need to prove my worth or is it important to me for my work to be visible? Because you're mentioning the millennial generation and my mind just jumped to all the social media and all the ways that it's much easier now. Well, it's available to everyone, of course, for all different generations, but something that was maybe a little bit more innate to younger generations to say, I can constantly communicate what I'm doing. So is it a way of proving myself or is it just a way of showing things that are visible? Um, because I want people to know, like, do, have you seen any differences in mm. that or is the definition almost very similar? I don't know. <laughs> well, it, uh, uh, it's not. And I think they're, they're actually two different, two different things mm-hmm. because uh, the need to prove yourself is, um, is, is, not it's very very much internal uh, we don't realize it but when we um, make an effort to prove something it's more to prove it to ourselves than it is to prove it to others mm-hmm. uh, and that's where the pressure comes from that's where the the huge stress comes from because subconsciously that need is to prove to ourselves you know how how worthy how worthy we are and sadly um, a lot of people, I, I, I mean, I can, you know, even say majority of people have uh, a low self, self-worth and social media has a big 
uh, play in that, where where the younger millennials and younger generations have a you know play a different game, is uh, is they know how to manipulate social media, they know how to manipulate the interaction with others in a way uh, to to emphasize uh, their. Uh, their worth, if you want, mm-hmm. um, and and they do it very well at work as well. Whereas, yeah, again, older generations uh, don't know how to do that because we didn't have that instrument. We we didn't have that tool to to work with. And a majority of the older generations are quite um, intimidated by you know having to behave offline the way the new generation uh, behaves uh, online and uh, so, so that's why again maybe for younger generations is 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 easier to to go through um, not having or not feeling uh, the same kind of need to prove themselves uh, because they uh, they know they know uh, how to manipulate what's going on and and make themselves visible as you as you said it whereas for the rest of us <laughs> um our focus is still to prove you know through through the work uh we're we're doing and um an example comes to mind i've um working with a client um and it's a it's a, a bigger project also organizational um culture transformation and i met with one of the managers of one of uh, the divisions and the guy is absolutely amazing leader amazing but uh he's very quiet and he's very he does not boast about anything he only communicates if there is a problem never communicates the successes um so when i entered that meeting um you know the the uh, short overview that i had was well we don't know what's really going on there and when i when came out of that meeting i was like oh my god he is one of the best leaders and managers in this company and I, I told him you have to learn to be more visible you have to learn to to sell you know how mm-hmm. good how good you are <laughs> um and so so yeah that's that's the that that's probably uh where where and not you know this difference between generations comes about again well and that's i think it's it's so important for organizations and for people to understand that in some ways the rules of the game are changing um, Mm. and the tools that we have are changing. And so what we were saying, like some things that maybe made you successful or helped you become successful 10, 20, 30 years ago, it's different today. Um, But Mm. for a lot of us that have been in the workplace and have done certain things, and especially like I remember when I first started working, um, I was in my mid-20s and I loved the job that I had. But I very much, I don't know if it was, you know, imposter syndrome, like I was a director of a business unit and I knew it was one of my first roles. I was finishing my PhD, so I was very hard worker. But I remember I wore a turtleneck and a suit every day because I felt like, oh my goodness, I need to make sure that I I project this image that people believe that I belong here. 
But for me, um, I studied this kind of work a lot. And so my perception has changed over time. And I've tried to change myself as a person. But I know even, you know, little things like Maddie Gee and I were talking about some of the marketing for our business. And we recently talked about TikTok and doing TikTok videos. And I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> I don't even I don't even have it inside. Oh, yeah. like, There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> no, like maybe I will. Maybe because again for me I'm just thinking, you know, the years ahead and how much everything is going to to evolve and to think, you know, if I start to get worried about some of these steps, what's ahead where I'm going to, you know, so like, oh, no way, no way if I'm saying no way to this. But so I, I do think like what you're saying is really interesting probably depending on people's, you know, characteristics themselves, but also their generation um, to remember that the rules are changing and to remember to be very open. And a lot of times some things will change quickly. So it is about stepping outside of our comfort zone mm -hmm. um, to be visible and really make that contribution. But for better or worse, a lot of these things are not going to go away. And so to mm. your point, when somebody is a really, really exceptional leader, they're just some small things they can make them more visible and even more impactful. It's important mm. for them, you know, to be in the culture that supports them and helps teach them how to do it. Yes. Maddie, you probably, I know you've done a lot of research on generations and millennials. I'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts <laughs> around this topic. Yeah, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, though. <laughs> <laughs> we can pull it back. We can pull yeah. it back. Um, what are, is it, um, Michaela, is it mostly that you're seeing generational differences or is it also, um, gender or what are, you know, and, and on top of that, what are some of the things, like you mentioned this one organization that you're working with, what do you, what are some of the things you would recommend to people? Like, how do you self-reflect and know if you're, you know, doing too much or too little, of proving yourself like how what's like them is it mostly about self-perception like how do you really know mm. um and then if you're on the one or the other end of the spectrum like what are some practical things that like you could do to correct it maybe or to think like i don't need to continually prove myself in the way that i'm you know doing x y and z it's better if i do these other things and it'll actually be better for me it'll be better for my career for my teams etc well, usually when uh, when people um, try to prove themselves too much, uh, well, let, let's let's you know just um, say one thing before we go into that conversation. You shouldn't have the need to prove yourself because when you're confident and you know uh, your self worth, and again, you can be very very good at your job. But if your self-worth is not at the same level with your with your knowledge and experience and expertise, you will always feel the need to prove uh, prove yourself. So the main work that anyone should do um, is, you know, to work on on understanding uh, what's what's happening with their self-worth and um, healing that. And when working with that will then uh, ease the need 
to to prove themselves but until they get there or if they need some pointers to to um ask themselves you know am i doing too much because uh you know funnily enough uh because um uh, the need to prove yourself is subconscious uh, most of the times people don't even realize how much they are, they're actually doing to prove themselves they just think well i'm doing all of this because i have to or i'm doing all of this because there's no one else uh to do it and so if someone is mm. very very busy and is overworking um uh, are overworking themselves that's the first um, sign that uh, they might be actually uh, over, over trying to, to um, mm. prove themselves. Uh, so, and and uh, from that, from there on, if they start looking at every single thing they do in a day uh, with as much objecti objectivity as they can because you know mm -hmm. objectivity at, at that point is still not available but if it's a conscious exercise objectivity can be um can be brought into um this assessment and if they sit down with their calendar or if they sit down with their to-do list or however way they they work um and they think okay is this something that only i can do is this really just me? Then yes, perfect. But if it's a no, you know, someone else can do it, then give it to that person, to that someone else. It's delegating, which will take away uh, uh, some of the pressure. Um, if uh, is well, I shouldn't even be doing this, then it should be a complete delete because if it's not yours to do, if you're volunteering yourself to do things that are not part of your job description, that should not be done by you, um, even if it's something very simple, it doesn't matter. It will still take time, uh, you know, away of your time where you could just be doing nothing. You could be just finishing work an hour earlier, you know, than, than doing overtime. Um, and um so so this this kind of assessments of how much do i throw myself into you know that i shouldn't be throwing myself into or how much do i take on that is not mine to to mm. take on but proving yourself is not it doesn't stop at what the work that you do and the knowledge that you do proving yourself you know the need to uh, the need of being liked is a, a, a same it's the same in the same sort of um spectrum with the need to prove yourself so if you start doing things for your colleagues uh because uh you 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 want them to like you 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 want to be liked um and they will gladly give it to you if they you know if they don't have to do it and you're offering here it is you know uh, and yeah they will you, you'll think they like you for being for the for for being so helpful um that's another way of of proving yourself so it's proving yourself it's it's a it's quite a quite a um, tricky uh place <laughs> place to 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 uh to be in um but it all starts and and ends with you know your the level of uh, your level of self-worth mm. 
Oh, well, it's it's interesting the examples that you were giving because it definitely gave me something to think about it. As I was mentioning before, I thought, ah, oh, you know, when I was younger, I used to do that a lot more. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like maybe I'm doing it and I'm doing it in a different kind of way because my calendar is always so full. Um, and I'm always trying to help others. And and what's interesting, and I'm gonna think about this a little bit, is I think when I was younger. In some ways, I was trying to prove myself more to my leader and my, my direct mm. boss. But now I think the way that I'm interacting is that I feel like I'm always trying to prove myself to my team mm. and not not in a way that I think anything like malicious or bad will happen because I, I adore them. I think they're the best group mm. of humans I could have come across. But I think there's always I, I will definitely have to do some self-reflection because when I think about the way that my days are structured and how I spend time with different people, like it, it's starting based on your description to feel like I am trying to prove myself to them that I'm always trying to like prove that I'm a good leader and prove that I care. And so oh, very interesting. <laughs> you know, the, um, the, 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 the reason I say it's a tricky thing is because where, where you're, you're in a leadership position and you try to prove yourself to your team in, in particular, we'll, we'll go with mm -hmm. that. Um, that is a barrier for them to develop yeah. and to grow, to reach their, their potential or maybe even exceed um, their potential because if you protect them too much if you take on too much uh in in the in the belief that you're doing them a favor you're actually not because they don't get the chance to to learn new things they don't get the chance to um mm -hmm. have to push themselves to learn new things, to do new things, to see how it feels, you know, yeah. to 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 discover and and um, uncover what their limitations are, to uncover how how you might be, be yeah. feeling uh, as well. So, um, in when when in a leadership position, trying to prove yourself is actually damaging to to the exact people you're trying to to prove to prove yourself and um the other downside of it and this is something that comes with uh being you know uh, ascending into a leadership position you think that and i'm not saying you personally i'm thinking you the leader um you uh, you know leaders end up thinking that they need to have all the answers uh you don't you don't. Yeah. That's why you have a team. And and by uh, telling your team, listen, I do not have all the answers and I you know, do not expect me to have all the answers and you shouldn't have all the answers individually. We should have all the answers collectively, though. Yeah. And, and that's where the actual team comes together. And that's when uh, people stop trying to prove themselves, because if the leader if the leader uh, constantly tries to prove uh, themselves to to the to the team. Then within the team, you're encouraging competition instead of encouraging ambition. And because then they will be trying to to prove uh, to prove themselves uh, to you and each yeah. other. And this kind of competition is uh, lim is, is limiting because they're not working. Yeah as a team they're working yeah. as individuals that's so interesting i was actually thinking um about so i'm uh, in i volunteer for a group that uh, supports women in technology 
So it's leaders at all levels. Um, but but this topic actually came up in conversation with this group in a networking session. Um, but it was specifically around um, being new to a, a new job, basically, and either a new leader with a new team or just a new person, you know, in a in a new company. Um, and we we weren't talking about proving yourself, you know, directly, but I feel like a lot of that conversation was almost like an example of a situation where it's not really subconscious. It's actually very conscious. You're new. You have, you do, you think you have to prove yourself to all these people who don't know you yet. But um, the conversation really swirled around how to build trust, basically, mm. right? So as a manager or as a team member, um, there are things you can do, you know, just as a person to build trust with your colleagues, um, including getting to know them and their work styles better. So just a better understanding of how different people like to work um, and then specifically how they would like to work with you. And what's interesting is that simple thing sort of goes both ways in terms of whether you're a leader or the direct report, right? Um, mm. But but it just felt like that was just such a great example of exactly what you're talking about, where you you have to consciously and intentionally open up the those communications, those lines mm -hmm. of communication with your team, so that they so that you don't have to prove yourself. Because you're right, like proving yourself is is just distracting <laughs> mm, from really yep. working together and building those relationships um, and getting the job done. Right. Um, yeah. So I just thought that was a, an interesting um, kind of a metaphor, you know, that sort of illustrated what you were saying. But if you, if you can think of something, um, it can be, it can be anything, not necessarily professionally, you know, in your personal life, if there is one thing where you know, you just know you're really good at, um, I don't know, it can be anything, you know, um, uh, let's say uh, you're, you're a really good cook, okay? And you know it, you know it. People absolutely love your food. <laughs> uh, and so- I'm a pretty good cook, actually. <laughs> Amazing. So you can relate. Uh, so uh, when you have people over, uh, it doesn't matter whether they're new people, you know, old friends, family, people who've had your food before or not, because you know you're really good, you won't question, uh, uh, question yourself and you won't feel the mm. need to prove yourself at all because mm -hmm. you know how good you are. And uh, when, you know, you, you'll be happy to experiment with new recipes um, and you'll do it with a lot of ease and, and a lot of fun and a lot of flow to, to, to that process. And even if someone doesn't like, uh, you know, something you, you cook, you won't be offended and you won't feel in any way challenged because you know, well, you didn't like it, you didn't like it. It's a matter of taste, you know, there's yeah. this it's fine mm -hmm. it, it won't shaken in any way your belief in your ability to cook good mm -hmm. food well if you take that example now 
and you think of your workplace, the minute you feel the need to prove yourself, and it doesn't matter if it's a new job or an old job or, or, or whatever job, <laughs> um, but if you take, you know, that make that parallel, if there is a need to prove yourself, then it means you're questioning yourself for yeah. whatever reason. So, because you know, when you don't question yourself, you, you don't think for a second, oh, I, I need to prove myself. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't trust me? What if, what if, what if? Because that's yeah. like, what if is really at the end of the day, the question that, that pops up in, in our heads when we doubt our abilities. You know, what if I make a fool of myself? What if they laugh at me? What if, what if, what if? And, and that throws you into a process of overthinking. And uh, overthinking is never, never ends up well. Overthinking is your worst uh, enemy. It's our worst enemy. Uh, and, and overthinking works like a drill uh, if you if you want, you know, the more that the drill goes goes in circles because you don't move out of what ifs. Um, and the deeper it goes, the darker it gets. And it's the same with the overthinking. The deeper you get into overthinking, the darker the thoughts and the, and the most more more somber the, the conclusion. And overthinking only happens when you doubt yourself, when when your self-worth your belief in yourself, your confidence in your abilities are not where they should be. So that's why when, when you start working with, you know, and, and paying attention to, to what throws you into that uh, kind of uh, 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 questioning, self-questioning self um, or, or fears, that's, that's what, where you need to stop and ask yourself, okay, why, why am I feeling so insecure? What is it that makes me feel so insecure? And, and you'll find the answer. The answer always, always comes, you know, and it's never the first things that come to your, to your head, which is your, your conscious giving you <laughs> the answers that it thinks, you know, if you, if you sit with that question, um, you'll, you'll, get much deeper, much deeper answers. And, and that's what you need to, to work with. And, and then in, in, in a position of leadership, it, you know, when you start answering these questions, um, you then start leading with ease and, and fiercely because you know there's nothing that can be thrown at you that you won't be able uh, to handle. Uh, uh, even if handling it, it means asking your team for the answer. Well, I absolutely, you can't see my huge smile right now because my <laughs> camera's off, but um, I think that's just the most wonderful way to close out our podcast now that we're at time because it just, it just rings so true. Um, yeah. And I think all of us listening can, can relate to just having that just feeling of, you know, not being quite sure of yourself. Yeah. So I really, really love that. Um, so you. just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your insights. Um, Sonia, do you have anything else? For me? Not anything better than that. So <laughs> just thank you. And you gave me so much to think about. And I'm sure like if I think about things like this all the time as my profession that I'm sure our listeners will 
walk away with a lot of ways to self-reflect and and look at the way that they interact with others and hopefully realize, you know, feel a lot better about themselves and not not feel that need to to always be proving themselves. So thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. I, I'm very grateful <laughs> for all the new knowledge yeah. and insights. Thank, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed uh, the conversation, and uh, I do. I do hope you know your your listeners will find some some points of reflection, and uh, you know feel feel slightly better uh, <laughs> going forward yes. <laughs> about themselves. That is <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.